Welcome to a very emotional episode of Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi. We've got my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna, here, and we're talking about the season three finale of Westworld. But more importantly, the series finale of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. My heart breaks. This is the end of one of the greatest, if not the greatest piece of Star Wars media. And I think of it deserves a moment of silence. Okay, the silence is over. So say we all. So say we all. <laughs> you, you, you know you made the same mistake, right? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> he just uh, you just rolled with it. I just rolled. I just put you just when you're doing an intro that you didn't, you know, pre-read or 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 write, you just keep pushing through as awkward and painful as humanly possible. Nice. But anyway, I digress. Clone Wars people, it's over. Yes. It ended. Spoiler alert. Everything discussed here is a spoiler. So if you haven't watched Clone Wars, Westworld, then don't listen. Or this podcast in the last four or five weeks to notice that Ravi has different hair. (laughs) It's all spoiler. Like you said, it's like different every week. I know. I can't wait for next week. Guys, it it ended. It's over. After 12 frickety frick years, Mm -hmm. it's over. Finally. Well, it's the ending we it, didn't know was coming. It's the it was the, this is the third time it's been over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the ending we didn't know we needed, but it, it, it's the one we got, and that uh, what we'll discuss. Well, it's the original plan. This is Filoni's vision from start to finish. He had he had said that he always knew that Clone Wars was going to end just you know within the realm of Revenge of the Sith, and and it and it finally happened. Uh, he got the ending that he always wanted. Wow. So really. This is this is good for Filoni, I think. Filoni's been killing it. I mean, Filoni has single-handedly kept Star Wars interesting, I think, for many people. He's kept Star Wars relevant. No, Star Wars is always going to be relevant, uh, but he has kept it good. He, he's kept certain aspects of it good. <laughs> you know, that's like a very barbaric way of saying it. But You mean he's been able to tell a complete uh, and, uh, you know... Well thought out, coherent. coherent, coherent is the word. Story. Are you saying he had a plan? Uh, it sounds like he might have had a plan, or at least, well, he kind of had a force plan. He was, he had a show that took place between two very well um, canonized pieces of events, right? Like mm. he had a limited amount to tell the story, and it only took him three tries to do it. Yeah. Well, he did it. So there's that. There's, there's that, but, I mean, it's still a well-thought-out story, mm-hmm. you know, compared to something more recent that just happened. <laughs> now, you're in the middle of rewatching. I am. I just started, actually, episode seven today. Did you finish it? Haven't finished it yet. Keep getting distracted. Um, are you, are you, do you keep getting distracted, or do you keep getting too bored to even continue finishing the movie? I'm going to say, not bored. I think it's just, it's more frustration, because I'm doing a full rewatch. Of the, you know, as they're calling it now, the Skywalker saga. And uh, the order that I picked was I, I started with episode obviously four. I went four, five, and then went one, two, three, and then six. And, you know, I consider myself somewhat knowledgeable in the Star Wars uh, canon universe because um, I have no hobbies outside of Star Wars. I mean, just look really? at your background. And your t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, anyone on the live stream right now is, is just saying, oh, yeah, I think I've considered myself somewhat knowledgeable. <laughs> He's got fucking armor in the background. And what's interesting when you watch <laughs> Star Wars, you four, five, one, two, three, six, it actually, even if you don't know all of these other like little things here and there, it actually makes sense. It's a very coherent story. Yeah. It's like, it adds more, uh, going back and watching one, two, and three, episode six, you see more similarities between what, Luke and Leia are doing, and granted, these were made over the course of two generations, essentially, right? Between uh, initial shooting and, and whatever. But when you get into episode seven, and you're sitting there, and you're and you're watching it, and you're trying to piece things together, there's so many missing, like, there's so many question marks all over the place. And the trouble is, I know what happens in eight and nine, and I know that I still don't have all of these questions. It is just a big kind of goop goop and a question mark whatever and maybe with time those those holes will fill in but at the same time, time an animated television yeah i, I think once maybe. i think because <laughs> it, it sounds like to me it's similar to the prequel trilogy you had all these things kind of thrown at the wall and granted there were familiar characters obi-wan 
We knew Anakin would become, you know, Darth Vader. We knew Palpatine would become Sidious. Uh, those types of elements. It was a prequel trilogy, but I think you know if you watch the prequel trilogy without all the supplementary content we've gotten since, uh, it's probably not as bad. I would say as a sequel trilogy in terms of the missing info, but there's still a lot of gaps mm. that have now potentially been fil- fulfilled with this Clone Wars uh, finale. Clone Wars. That's what we're here. Yeah, that's what we're here for. We're not here on my movie watching (laughs) ability here, Uh, but we got to see Order sixty six. We got to see it actually launch and take place now. Granted, at the time of this taping, which is May the fourth, there were two episodes dropped. One came out on uh, May first, yes, and then obviously the more recent one, the last episode came out May fourth. So we got two episodes, and then we're wrapping the whole thing Uh, right off the bat. Who, which episode was better to you guys? Ooh, like if you if you just between those two episodes, between episode eleven and episode twelve of the seventh season of Clone Wars. Wow, what a way to start! I'm episode go, ten. Well, he's asking the last two episodes. Yeah, I'm saying ten. Uh, you think ten was the best? Out I of think. The arc? I think. Uh, yeah, I think ten was the best of the arc. But if I had to pick between the two episodes, I would go with twelve, just because it is the finale. It is the end, uh, and it's not a traditional series finale. Uh, series finales wrap up everything, the story and everything you've done. It's not always a neat bow, and I think the best finales don't make it a neat bow. But this one is very untraditional, and I want to get into that later. But I would say 12 is my favorite, and I think it wor- this finale works for a very specific set of people. That's mm, all I'll say. Interesting. Uh, I actually do agree with you. I think 10 is the best episode of the, of the series, and I, just for the lightsaber fight. But if we're going on the last two, I also agree with you. Episode 12. I think this this series is called The Clone Wars. I like that the last scene or the last uh, basically the last action in the, this show called The Clone Wars is it, it, the clones are an integral part to it. It ends begins with the clones. It ends with the clones. Um, it's hard not to watch the end with the music. And not feel something, and so I think they nailed, and it's really hard to do. We've seen we've seen so many shows botch the end of their runs, and I think the Clone Wars nailed it. Episode twelve, yeah, is is was the better one, which is which is good. It, ne- it needed to be, in my opinion. The best thing I think about the two episodes, and you both said it, kind of the the music, the music is very. Especially in episode ten, when you know Order sixty six is coming, or, or eleven. Ep- excuse me, episode eleven. You know the, it's coming. Um, in episode twelve, at the start, we get kind of a uh, Padme funeral music mm. um, type or whatever, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and then it was just it was eerie music throughout the those two last episodes. Yeah, very kind of um, unsettling and very um, very sci fi e. Yes, and, and what I what I mean kind of by that, and actually this is I want to bring this point up later when we're talking about the Westworld um, season three finale. Maybe I've been watching or reading a lot of like old school sci fi stuff, but I, I keep getting Dune. these yeah <laughs> Dune type things. But I keep these like weird nineteen seventies sci fi music vibes as of late. Mm. And I also go back to there is an episode like a, a cold open for Family Guy, where they're sitting around the TV and watching like a sci fi movie. And it's like a typical, uh, they're outside a dome and they're like, oh my God, everybody's us. And they like kill themselves, but the girl is like a machine. I don't know. Hmm. It's bizarre. Very bizarre. Interesting. Very interesting. What, uh, did you guys have anything about the movies that the, the last two episodes that you didn't like? No. That they ended? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I actually, it's funny that you called the movies because, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this. It's a movie. Like the la- this the last, last arc episodes, is a yeah. is a movie, and it's it kind of makes me wonder uh, if there was ever a discussion to not e- like to skip airing these on Disney Plus and do what they did to start the show by releasing that as a movie, just a, like a theatrical movie. I would I would say there was just because there must have been because there's clearly a, an upgrade in production for these last four episodes by far. The animation. <laughs> Uh, the music. I mean, the music is so different than the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. It's just better. Well, and uh, it, it came out that uh, Ray Park actually did motion capture for Darth Maul and Ahsoka's fight in episode 10. 
So like th- that's that's why that animation is so smooth, and that's why that battle is so good. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this on last week's pod. Like, I I kind of like hope they go back to like some of the great arcs of Clone Wars and almost like redo them with this pro- this upped production, right? Mm. Like, oh, like a remastered version. Yeah. Like, could yeah. you Im- could you imagine if they did like the Mortis trilogy again with like upped production value? That'd be that'd be you know like could wild. you could you and then. Even though this is the end of Clone Wars, uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead too much. You can pull me back. Um, there's still a couple arcs that they released as like graphic novels and supplementary stuff that they never produced. Uh, I believe the Ventress. Yeah, Ventress. Arc, there's an Dark entire, Disciple. Yeah, they had an entire back in the 2015 Star Wars celebration, maybe the 14 celebration. Um, during one of the, like the Dave Filoni panels, they showed a bunch a bunch of like pre vis stuff, and there was an entire Ventress arc. I actually thought the the middle section of this season we were going to see the Ventress arc, and I would have preferred that over oh what God. we got. Yeah, but we didn't unfortunately get a Ventress. And, and arc. I believe that was remade into like a graphic novel or book, Dark Disciple, the Ventress stuff. Um, that specifically wasn't going to be part of it. Okay, the earliest stuff in it. Like I think the beginning part of that book was, but then like the last section of the book mm-hmm. or something was its own thing, and that was always going to be, I guess, the plan for her character. Right, and then there's also the Sons of Dathomir arc, which was Darth Maul immediately after he was captured by Sidious and hit that arc. I think <laughs> that was made into a co- like a graphic. As a four part book, uh, yeah. comic book. Yeah, and so that like I would have preferred those, or I mean, anything. If we could get more Clone Wars. Like, why not just produce them? <laughs> why not <laughs> well i mean <laughs> speaking like the future of clone wars and and i think the time period that we're living in things are definitely interesting you know disney plus right the big thing with that service was it was a you know disney's premium streaming service so they're always going to want content going back and remastering older seasons of clone wars and then releasing them on the uh, Disney Plus platform, you'll get more fans or more people interested in watching it, rewatching it, and then you give the give people another reason, right, to get the Disney Plus streaming service. Hmm. I mean, we're all sitting at home doing nothing, so yeah. I personally wouldn't mind if they didn't, just because there's so much other stuff that I'd like to see them tackle. You know, I'd love to see. I the would thirty love to see years between six and seven. Perhaps. That, that would be wonderful. <laughs> I personally would love to see. You know, ancient Jedi and Sith stuff. I'd personally love to see uh, Obi Wan training Anakin. You know, that's just. I would love to see Qui Gon training Obi Wan. What the fuck? Or Sidious murdering Darth Plagueis. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, or Count Dooku and and Count Dooku training Qui Gon. Yeah. Yeah, right? so actually, they should just release. They should just call it like Apprentice. It should just be like these arcs, like these mini stories or anthology se- seasons of yeah, anthology seasons of uh, or, each uh, master. Well, we see, like a, well, in the terms a line of, in terms of other animated shows, like the other Dave Filoni, big Dave Filoni show, uh, Rebels. There's supposedly you know, there's the whole stuff with Ezra, yeah, and Ahsoka and Sabine uh, going Wait, and Sabine. potentially finding. Wherever the hell Ezra ended up in in the world, I'd love to see a gangster. I'd love to see either a live action, probably a live action gangster story around the ri- of like Darth Maul and his rise into the underworld. Like that's a whole thing that we need. There to There was gonna be a whole thing, um, but then Episode Eight, and then the poor uh, box office numbers with Solo happened, and yeah. Well, the make Crimson it, Tide make it, uh, trilogy. Make it a yeah. make it a Disney Plus live action show with the same production value as Mandalorian. That would be dope. What so, is the Mandalorian? Before we get to the very end of the episode, a couple other things. Two big things. How, why did they do the droids dirty like that? And then um, Maul and his escape. So to me, the droids thing was just a big middle finger to all the people who were like, "Oh, you hated this droids episode." You hated it. You I mean, hated this whole hilarious. little arc. Well, now I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think they, you think it was seriously like a personal like? I hope so. I hope it was too. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the reason I think the reason <laughs> they did it was to show uh, how much of an impact Order sixty six has on the soldiers' psyche. So the soldiers, I think, for the most part, they value they they're shown throughout the series that they they value obviously their brotherhood is number one, but then they take care of their equipment. They're they're meticulous with like cleaning and stuff. Yeah, that extends to their droids, right? Right. The droids are part of their like their equipment. To show them shooting their droids 
shooting those droids. I think it's just to show, narratively speaking... Yeah, they've changed. Just how much Order 66 has... Uh, well, and also I, I think them. so. I did some research after the episode. R seven specifically was Ahsoka's astromech since the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. So I think because it was the end of the show and this Order sixty six, I think the elimination of the hatch droid really you know does her character arc you know symbolically. And I think you guys, I don't know if you saw it when they showed um, Rex and Ahsoka like burying the bodies and kind of pillaging supplies. You could see R7's body just yeah. kind of like held up, held up together. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, just it was in like a quick frame, mm. uh, showing that like Ahsoka, you know, like with the the soldiers, you know, still appreciates life in all of its different forms and everything. So Maul, obviously, we know from Solo, we know from Rebels, this isn't obviously his end, and we see him. Op- you know, jump in that fighter and fly the F away as quick as humanly possible. Um, I mean, it's not a whole lot. I mean, what do you guys think? Is there anything that else that we need to say on Maul running away like a chicken shit? No. I mean, he he, he fulfilled his purpose, right? The whole He was supposed to be a distraction for Ahsoka. Of course he's trying to get off that ship. What else he's going to do? My only, so, my only question is his lightsaber, right? If we talk about uh, the the Maul lightsaber stuff, I think the the lightsaber... That showed up in the battle was his double-sided red, and they have it, and it crash lands with that ship. Now, I think in Rebels, we see, like, the half kind of repaired one, right? And then by the end of his time in Rebels, he fixes the other half, and that's when he ignites it against Obi-Wan, and then he gets sliced. Hmm. So my only question is, lightsabers. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's very possible as well that he's just rebuilding them. Like, who's to say that a Jedi just doesn't build the same design over and over again? Like, they don't have to. Are you saying that Luke's lightsaber, the blue one, isn't special? Or or Anakin's, Luke's? Well, uh, Rays. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if this is. Uh, I don't know. I, I assume it is still canon. But I remember reading Phantom Menace, the book. Uh, Darth Maul's lightsaber is from an ancient Sith text, so his design is special—the double-sided, sided, uh, double-sided, d- double-sided. Words are hard. Yeah, clearly. the double-sided design is uh, is from like an ancient Sith text. So I assume that's still canon. It's from the from the novel before Disney bought it. So he allegedly is maybe the only one in the galaxy who knows how to build that kind of a lightsaber. Also, um, the Kaiba crystals that the Sith use are different anyway. So yeah, they're, 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 they're red. T- they're a type of Kyber. No, they're more powerful or something. They're a type of Kyber crystal that's been poisoned by yeah. the dark side. And you get them from somewhere. Ilum was the planet. Sears. <laughs> Sears Essentials. Ilum was the planet <laughs> originally that Jedi would get their um, Kyber crystals from. But then the Empire took that planet over and then started mining it for Death Star crystals. Mm. And then the uh, First Order took the planet and dug a giant hole in it to make a super, super Death Star. So wait, that same planet is Starkiller Base? Ilum, yes, that's Starkiller that, Base. So that the planet they crashed on becomes Starkiller Base. Well, we don't... So that's the other thing. So this episode ends with you know the uh, Venter-class starship that they were flying on crashing on a planet after Darth Maul, by the way, used the Force to rip... The fucking hyperdrive out. And actually, let's, let's backtrack real quick. We saw two very impressive feats of the Force, right? Well, in episode 11, we got obviously the amazing hallway scene where he's just using panels to cut heads off of clone <laughs> troopers and, and large, use them as shields. Uh, the whole shebang. So we got that. And then also, Maul uses the Force to pull a hyperdrive apart, yeah. to pull them out of hyperdrive. And then finally, we saw Ahsoka using the Force to pull Maul's ship and try and hold him back. Um, similar to Rey in Episode Nine, using the Force to hold a uh, First Order ship mm. back, and then you know accidentally kill so, uh, Chewie. So why really. wasn't? Why did I feel like that one wasn't as impressive? <laughs> because you hate Episode Nine. Because it's a know. bad movie. Because I don't know, maybe we just don't have enough backstory. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're not well we written. I don't know. I don't know. But we're not talking about that. Should all Star Wars be animated? Yes. 
Because you could do way more visually interesting things, and somehow, somehow, you feel more compassion for an animated, like, facial expression over a real facial expression. No, maybe, because Mandalorian is uh, amazing. Maybe it's Simple because the acting in Star Wars historically has always been bad. Hold on. Back to your point right. about Mandalorian, though. You the know two characters says. that you're most interested in, one's an animatronic green thing, and the other one you never see his face. Uh, you do see his face, and so? so I, still, I still like my life, my life stuff. It just needs to be good. That's all. Like yeah, everyone's got to wear helmets and be a Muppet. I mean, Star Wars is all about those mess characters. They are the best. The Space Muppets. That's uh, who uh, Simon Pegg. That's what he called it in one of his infamous sketches. Oh yeah, I mean that makes Star sense. Wars, the Space Muppet Show. Or yes, yeah, so I mean it Yoda is. is a Space Muppet. It, 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 it's it's Frank. from the same. It's yeah. Frank Oz. It's the yeah. same company. That's why. That's why a lot of people, especially when it came out, was like, "Why do I want to go see fucking Space Muppets?" Right. Because <laughs> you love Muppets, Space Muppets Wizards. Muppets space. Right. space Muppets and Space Wizards. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> the, the movie. Where it is. With the pew pew pew, oh god! Uh, Rex turning on his brothers very quickly. By the way, I mean he was crying. It's a, it's he did. He took he, off his helmet. He, he was clearly sad. Yeah, but he's a soldier, and he's always dis- always displayed logic, logic, and quick thinking, and uh, just rising to the situation. He's always displayed that. It's one of his strengths. So yeah, not surprised. What do we, where do we think Rex goes from here in terms of... He goes on to a... a um, he finds um, Ka- uh, Commander Wolf and another clone trooper at some point. How Commander Wolf loses the chip and the other clone trooper, I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Remember, they end up... We know that the three of them end up on some planet with an old busted walker, and then they join up with the Rebellion. And then we know that Rex also ends up on Endor... At the end of episode two, or pff, fuck, the end of episode six. At the end of Attack of the Clones. <laughs> wow, time travel. <laughs> time travel is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, where do we think Clone Wars goes from here? Is it done? Do you think they'll go back and revisit it, some other aspect? Or do you uh, think it's time to just kind of leave it and move on? I think it's done because I think Dave Filoni has a lot of projects on his plate. Well, he is directing a bunch in Man- – or he did direct a bunch in Mando. And I think he's getting too. more. I think they're putting more on his plate for the next season. So I personally I, – I think I think Clone Wars is done. Like in my in my mind and in my opinion, it's done and it should be done. And I'm glad it's done because it's, it's a great – it's a great – it's an imperfect, but it is a great children's show. Uh, that adults can definitely watch and I don't think it's enjoy. a children's show anymore. <laughs> it is because they were all masked. You didn't see, and that's that's one of the rules I think for the F. Yeah, that is actually uh, yeah. As long as they're masked, then yeah, you can kill whatever you want. Uh, I will say, yeah, I think I think it's hard to say because like this is our third time saying goodbye to the show. Uh, so I, I feel like you know, once you get to like number three, it's like, is it ever really over? You do have these a couple of these really cool arcs that they could do in the future, yeah. Especially the the upped production value. I think they're going to get a lot of positive reviews and think back to like, should we go back and remaster some of this stuff? No. Should we pull a George Lucas? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, but th- that that is part of the you know that is part of the nature of Star Wars, right? It's to go back and tinker and remaster. Master and and completely change the continuity of the movies. <laughs> free will and maybe your shows as well. Yeah, why? Why does it? Why? Why, do, why don't we have Anakin be good? <laughs> <laughs> oh why don't we just try God. it? You know? Why do we have Anakin be good and Obi Wan Kenobi was Obi-Wan, the bad guy? Obi Wan was. I mean, Anakin was good. Well, but you well, know, then he uh, would. But but like we talked about, if they do do any more prequel stuff, you know, in terms of shows, I want to see the pre episode one stuff. With Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Dooku, Yoda, um, even Sidious, right? Like, I think you could, I think you could make a compelling, you know, hour, you know, drama with the <laughs> weekly drama with all of those different types of players basically aligning. No, no, no. To I, pre- I episode want it, one. I want it like a sitcom. 
Yeah. <laughs> have it, with, have like it. A, with a typical like 1980s sitcom intro, like Sidious goes, like, <laughs> no, no, no. Do it in the oh style of like Desperate Housewives, right? Oh God. Where you have like uh, you have like Darth Pelagus narrating it. It's like he's de- like it starts off with him dying from uh, from uh, Darth Sidious. Oh then he God. narrates everything that's going on in a galaxy far, far away. That would be actually kind of cool. It would be, cool. be different. Uh, so I want to see that stuff. I mean, I personally have always been interested to see. You know, the Anakin going from episode one to Anakin going to episode two. He changes so much, and we've seen so little of that stuff. Obi-Wan really training him as a kid to a teenager. You just um, want to see a whiny teenager? No, I I, I, <laughs> yes. I, I think I think there could be an interest. There's interesting story there, especially with the Obi-Wan show. And part of my hope for the Obi-Wan show, actually, is that it won't all just be post-episode three stuff. I wonder if they're going to incorporate flashbacks. Um, or have like just not even necessarily flashbacks just have two different storylines going yeah you could honestly I mean we've seen that before Westworld season one did a great job of there's a lot I mean there's a lot of shows that do flashbacks well right like there's Dexter uh, the first five seasons of Arrow right you just have or Juno come on don't don't embarrass yourself please okay the the first two seasons I had Deathstroke (laughs) if any came into the first season of Walking Dead (laughs) (laughs) well it did I mean it had flashbacks did it yeah. I can't. I don't remember because yeah. it's been so. You know what's funny? When he was go, go back and rewatch the pilot of of, um, Walking, of Dead. Uh, Walking Dead, and you're like, "Wow, this is such a good show." And then just put on a random episode in the middle of the show, and you're like, "Wow, wow this is this such a sucks. <laughs> So this episode, this series ends with Vader on the crash planet years later. Clearly, or maybe not. Could be a year later for all we know. Could be a day later. S- seasons go. <laughs> seasons go through a year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's possible it could be same year, whatever. And Vader stumbles upon the like little monument that they were trying that they or the buried body to the gravesite. Gravesite finds yeah. the gravesite and then also finds the, uh, Ahsoka's lightsaber that he gave to her X amount of time previously. And then did you all catch what was flying in the sky? Yeah, you told us. Yeah, I mean, first off, when we were watching it, you were like, <laughs> yeah, we're like what? <laughs> It was, yeah, the like, it was the owl. <laughs> <laughs> it was the owl. It was the owl. So you I'm guys, like, what? <laughs> you know, you know where the owl originates from, right? It's Dave not Filoni's t-shirts. Well, yeah, besides <laughs> that, <laughs> what the fuck? But in the uh, Mortis arc, yeah. So the in the Mortis arc, it's the sister who is supposed to be a representation of the light. The owl is kind of like her uh, sigil or symbol, and that's when it kind of is passed on to Ahsoka, and then we see a lot more of it in Rebels. Ezra also is, is passed on to him at some point as well. Do we think this means anything, or is this kind of a, a nod to the fans? I think it's just a nod to the fans and also going into Rebels. Because um, if you, you know, if 10 years from now, right, like you have like a kid that's watching this all chronologically and like, oh, I'm going to do Clone Wars, and I'm going to do Rebels, you know? I think it connects... The shows really nicely together, honestly, mm-hmm. in terms of like because that uh, the owl and Ahsoka is such a big thing, and that's like your first glimpse at it. Uh, even the even like the cloak she's wearing at the end is yeah. very reminiscent of her rebel style. Um, so it 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 just bridges that gap more than like when we first saw her in Rebels, and it's like whoa, the last time we saw Ahsoka, she was uh, walking away from the Jedi Temple, and like so Order sixty six has happened, and all this stuff has happened. We haven't seen her. This has bridged that gap a little bit more. And that's what the owl does. And then do you guys have a theory as to when that period is or what planet that place is that Vader's on at I'm the gonna, end? I'm going to guess it's like right around episode five. Uh, the probes and obviously the aesthetic is, you know, is why. Hoth-like. Uh, very Hoth-like. But, I mean, the probes and uh, the, those, like, snow troopers, it seems like they're searching for something. So I think it's right around the period where they're searching for the rebel base. Um but then that would also then put it after Ahsoka invaders fight, right? And then also after she's gone searching for Ezra. No, so she goes searching for Ezra, and we don't even know if that's exactly what they're doing. Mm. Uh, that's at the end of uh, six. episode six. So we actually have no idea what Ahsoka does during the original trilogy. She go she when Ezra brings her back to her timeline, and she leaves that Jedi te- that Sith temple. We do not see her again until post episode six, which means get an Ahsoka TV show here, like with the the last scene in Rebels, right? Which is oh, those years later. Yes, and we know, and we know that she's going to appear in the Mandalorian, which takes place five years Mm -hmm. 
after episode six. Yeah. So she could have already found Ezra or be still in search or once again, we don't know exactly that scene that we see with uh, Ahsoka and um, Sabine. We don't know. Is it is it immediately after the fall of the Empire or it's just kind of air quotes after, you know? It seems like it's pretty immediately after because, like, I think you see Sabine and she sees, like, a destroyer just, like, on fl- in flames. And then she's, like, walking along and then she sees Ahsoka. So... I would say relatively close to the fall of the Empire, maybe weeks uh, or days after um, episode six. I wonder if they're going to, at some point with Ahsoka's character, tie her into um, the Death Star 2 plans and the Bothian spies. If she's part of that entire heist to get those uh, plans. Well, look, I mean, Star Wars is exploding in terms of television and supplementary content, right? Like, especially with Disney+. And if, you know, my guess, this is my guess, if Rosario Dawson is well-received in The Mandalorian, it's only a matter of time before she gets a show. And I think, logically, that show would take place during the original trilogy Mm -hmm. because there's a giant gap of story that hasn't been told yet. Um, and right. yeah, you could, and it would be cool. It would be really cool to tie it into that type of stuff in terms of like this intersects with what's going on with Endor. This intersects with the Battle of Hoth, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And even like bleeding into Episode Seven, right? Because like as we know from Battlefront and some other supplementary um, content post Episode Six, like the Battle of Endor was not the final battle of the Empire. It was the battle over Jakku, uh, which was with the the final battle where the Empire brought the rest of their ships and the Rebel Alliance like defeated them. That's why you have the downed destroyer on Jakku. So like you could potentially see some of that stuff in live action from a different perspective, which would mm-hmm. be That would be nice to see cool. the Battle of Jakku in live action. What's uh, Rosario, Rosario Dawson's uh deal? No is one knows. Is is I mean just, oh, it's not right. even officially confirmed. Like Dave Fil- oh. <laughs> somebody asked Dave Filoni about it this last like this this past this previous week and he's like, "Yeah, you know, like like his answer was like basically a, not like he wouldn't confirm or deny, which is basically a confirmation, right? He's like, well, you know, I don't know. We don't know when she's gonna next show up. Uh, she's been great in the Clone Wars, and you know, she's a great run in Rebels. And he's like, yeah, we'll just we'll see how, what happens. We'll see where it goes. You know, who knows? Wow. I mean, the best thing is uh, Taika Waititi today on May the fourth was confirmed to be directing and writing a new Star Wars. And previously, he's like, I've never talked to those guys. And he's like, and, and then he tweeted out the it's link. Like, what the hell, man? He tweeted out the leak and he said, link, and he said, psych. Like, he lied. Like, these people are lying. <sighs> yeah, even McGregor has come out and said the same thing. Like, he's been asked them for years, yeah, like, yeah. are you going to be playing Obi-Wan Kenobi again? And it's not like, like, no, no, I've never spoken to them. It's never he come lied. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They lie to us all the time. A, it's always been a plan. Yeah. 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 That's why I have trust issues. Wow, Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Just mm. just Star Wars. Well, just, just the way that, you know, Hollywood and just, like, different industries, sports, entertainment in general, play the media, right? Like, it's it's a game. You're playing a game, right? You're a building- Game of Thrones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Should they make a Star Wars Game of Thrones? They were going to. What? With the two idiots from Game of Thrones. <laughs> but that shit got pulled right around. Su- surprisingly, it got pulled right around the season finale of uh, season eight of Game of Thrones. You remember? Bizarre. You guys remember, like, right before the finale, they were signing on for all these different things, like yeah, yeah. a billion dollars with, like, Netflix <laughs> and, like, this Amazon deal and Star Wars. I mean, they've all quietly just disappeared. These, these offers have been <laughs> rescinded, and they're not doing anything. Yeah. Evaporated thin air. In fact, they're cameoing in uh, Westworld. <laughs> oh, my God. We're actually going to jump into Westworld. Before we do that, I think I'm going to run around. We're going to ask a couple of questions here. Like we always do in this podcast, we kind of say yes or no if it was good or not. Mm. Was it good? Name of the podcast. See what, what? we did there? Uh, let's start with the episodes. Arjuna, were episodes 11 and 12 good? Was season 7 good? And was Clone Wars as a series good? Uh, yes, the last two episodes were good. Uh, season seven was good. Almost would have been a perfect season of television if you remove the middle arc. And uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars series is good. And I would go as far as to say is the best piece of Star Wars media out there. 
Rebels used to be my favorite before this final season. I wow. just thought like what they did with Kanan and Ezra and like that final Kanan arc was beautiful. What they did with the mall, like Maul's um, stuff, bringing in Ahsoka. I thought Rebels was a great show, but I think this this last arc really pushed Clone Wars over the top for me. So yes, yes, and yes. Damn, Krishna, same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last few episodes were great. I uh, enjoyed them a lot. Season seven. Yes, it was. <laughs> I really, I really want to say no, but if you go was, with that middle arc, yeah, it yeah. is not good. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, but the fact that it was twelve episodes. If this thing was ten episodes, I might say no, because that means forty percent of this of the mm. season would have been bad. But it's only thirty three point three repeating percent <laughs> bad. Therefore, it is uh, sixty. Uh, you, it's the right, you know, it's over. It's overwhelmingly good for the most. Christian never do math. Again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Math, math has always been my weak uh, suit. Um, so yes, the season was good, and was Clone Wars good? Yes, Clone Wars was good. I won't say it's the best thing because I still love Mandalorian, but it's definitely second best. Um, I'm the same. Yep, I'm gonna say pretty much the exact same thing you guys are saying is yes, episodes are good, seasons good, um, series is good, and I agree. The middle arc is just. It was four weeks of just why. And you know what made it worse? The coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because there was nothing else to fucking do. And I was waiting week over week for Star Wars. And then I got that shit. It was yeah. painful. It was just like, we, it's like, all right, I guess we have to watch another one of these episodes. I just wanted, like, how did the same people deliver the Bad Batch and that at the end? <laughs> also decide it was a good idea to put that in the middle. Yeah. Like why? Um, why don't why not just do eight episodes? Corporate then? corporate synergy. <laughs> those two characters are important for some reason. Toys. The only thing I can think. Toys. Of. What toys? What toys? I mean, so you can have people like dress up as those characters, get the figures. I don't know. Toys you don't. They don't stuff. need that much more. No. I think they're important to something down the road. We'll find out. I hope it's worth it, Disney. Shifting gears here to another interesting science fiction show that we watched and also wrapped. Uh, since our last taping, uh, mm. Westworld season three is finally over. It's finally over until <sighs> ev- whenever season four happens. Or five whatever. years. Gonna guess twenty under over. I'm gonna five. go. I'm gonna go uh, under. I'm gonna go uh, twenty uh, like January February of 2023 is when we see. Wow, that's so soon. Wow, that, uh, three years. Twenty twenty three is when three do years. you think they're gonna start being able to shoot this thing? When do you honestly and so think about this? February twenty twenty one. No, no, it's gonna uh, be it's gonna be February twenty twenty two, and that's gonna be what two or three years after that. No. I'm saying twenty twenty four. They didn't release. they didn't shoot this two year, three years ago. When did they shoot it? They shot it last year. Well, I don't care. It's, 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 I'm still taking. <laughs> you're, I'm still you, taking uh, four you, plus years. Are you saying that because of the current events with Corona and everything? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: there are places in the United States that are going to not listen to the CDC and open up soon. Yeah. There's also this thing called corporate greed. Yeah. And there are also these things called people that want money. So I could definitely see if California remains true and hold and is smart mm-hmm. and keeps things closed and productions closed, mm-hmm. could definitely see certain companies or production houses saying hey what do, what uh, do you, florida looks really nice this time of year let's go shoot westworld in florida yeah but what are you going to do though when those states are forced to and this is a whole different conversation but relevant welcome to, to coronavirus are edition. forced to close down in two months because they were stupid they'll cross that bridge if and when it comes no because they, they would you know how much money would be lost in those productions if they go ahead and do something like that and then those states close i could see production companies hiding the truth, like lying if there are any kind of outbreaks or infections. I don't. Or whatever. I don't think so. I, I still say early twenty twenty three because I think they'll start shooting by either late twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty two, which would put it on track for early twenty three release. What? So what did they spend so long between seasons before they start even? I think the it's the one? writing process. It's Game of contracts. Thrones. Game of Thrones had a big thing. Yeah, Game of, there there uh, was a big thing. They didn't want to have Westworld and Game of Thrones on at the same time. That makes sense. Uh, now there is no Game of Thrones. So go for uh, it. <laughs> but there are there are the Game of Thrones spinoffs coming. Now are those so, still happening? Yeah, yeah, they've already put they've already put one to development. We're not talking about that stupid show Game of Thrones or the stupid spinoffs. Westworld. 
Yes. It ended finally. It's wheat world. I, I want to start with Krishna <laughs> because he's been a, a very big kind of. I hate everything about this. Not everything, but how yeah, overall? Let's let, let's start like big picture overall as sure. a season. How is it for you? Okay, so that's the, great, Juna. <laughs> nice. Uh, the season got better. Which is what you want to see with any show, I think, right? You always want to see an upward trajectory. No, I like shows that get worse. <laughs> uh, well, that makes sense. Is you, that why you, love you, the you watch Arrow? The Arrow? You love uh, yeah, Walking, Walking Dead? Dead. Yeah. Uh, I, right. I quit all those shows, guys. I'm just saying. I, I don't watch them anymore. I'm shocked you like Assassin's Creed, because that seems to be getting better with age. Uh, and you like things that get worse. That's, uh, not, anyways, that's not even true. Um, so the season did get better. From a macro level, um, I think, you know, just to rehash kind of what I've always said, I've been saying for the season... A little underwhelmed. Uh, there were definitely cool ideas, and there was really good execution of some of those ideas. But overall, the message of the season, I was just a little bit underwhelmed when compared to what I thought were really good, mind-blowing things in the first two seasons. And maybe that's just a product of because you're on season three of a show. Maybe it's because we've already seen some of this stuff, and it's just better the first time. Well, I, w- I will say there was nothing mind-blowing. There was no mind. There was no twists, right? Westworld, the first two seasons were known about. I mean, there were twists, but they were they bad weren't, they weren't the, they weren't they were, epically yeah. They weren't epically large twists, right, yeah. of like, oh, my God, like, yeah. everything we've thought is different, you know? Like, right. In the first season, there was a ton of twists. Yeah. Right? Like, there was... The, everything we've seen with Dolores is a different time. Yeah. These two characters are the same characters, just in different time. You know what I mean? Like, those were big, giant twists. And then, right. like, robots coming online. Bernard being a host. Like, there was... The, the first season was littered with twists. It was yeah. just M. Night Shyamalan's wet dream right. of twists. Which I really enjoyed. The impression I get of this season is that it's a bridge season. I feel like you have the first two seasons, which are very much inside the parks. You have this middle season, which is, okay, now we're moving to the real world, and we're going to change the real world. And I I get the feeling that the last two seasons will be maybe get back to that sort of mind-blowingness, but we need this bridge season to get there. And so for me, it was, it, it was, the production value was great. The music is great. It, all of the technical eye candy aesthetics of it are great. And that's what we come to expect from an HBO production, right? But uh, I do get the impression that this was a bridge season. So for me, a little bit underwhelming on a whole. But it did get better. I think that there was only, in the, specifically in this episode, there were only two parts that stood out to me that were actually, not actually mind-blowing, but mm. interesting yes. and set things up for the future. Yes. Number one is Dolores saying to Maeve, uh, you're like me. Because you're all me. Because you're all me. Because all of the hosts, where it's revealed to us that all of the hosts are based off of like a Dolores code, mm. and then their personalities and their experiences and whatever adjustments that the park um, people make make these new personalities. And then the other interesting thing was the uh, after credit sequence where the man in black, uh, William, uh, gets stabbed in the neck by himself, slashed, slashed in the neck by himself, and then it's revealed there are a bunch of other. Host bodies being manufactured. I think that's one other. And part. then there's also uh, yeah. Bernard. Yes. When he comes back and he's all dusty and dirty. Well, because he, because, and just to elaborate on that, because he went to, what did they call it? Paradise. Is it, they call it Paradise? Right. He, they call it, there's a few, it was, uh, the Divine. The Divine. Space Sub- where all the. Sublime. 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 They call it Sublime. Because so, yeah. he visited yeah. Sublime, which I believe is where. Uh, the cloud hosts are right. Yep. That the, the host Teddy. that chose to. He decides to go there, and he he tells Stubbs right before, like, "I'll be back. I'm gonna patch you up. You know, just live for a second. And he goes, and then all of a sudden he <laughs> shuts down. He also says goodbye, my friend. He's like, "You've been a good friend," which kind of was you're like, I think Stubbs dead. <laughs> yeah, I think Stubbs is dead. I think he's pretty dead. I think, I think he's, he's done. Yeah, he's but I, I was saying to you guys last night when we saw this, I was like, "How do we know that's Bernard that came back?" Yeah, you know? that's a good point. It could be anybody. It could be the other Dolores that also got uploaded because could be that Native American guy. Could be Teddy. Boo, Teddy. Could yeah. be James Marsden. No, no, no. You're right. He's busy with Sonic now. <laughs> yep, the Sonic franchise that we didn't know we needed. So uh, yeah, you know the big things at the end. I think the the two character deaths that we witnessed were Dolores, her memory being fully wiped. The original Dolores. Uh, the original Dolores. And then Robenheim. Robenheim. Robenheim? 
Like, Robenheim? Is that Robenheim? What the, the AI? The main name? AI also being destroyed and, and shut down. Do we actually think they're gone, gone? Or do we think we're going to see Dolores again and or this you know, supercomputer AI? Uh, I think the supercomputer AI is gone. Um, just because I, you know, I feel like there's other more interesting places to go now. Um, well, that's what I'm hoping at least. With uh, original Dolores, I think original Dolores is actually gone. But as we've seen, they're gonna they can bring back that actress, of course, because uh, Hale. What do you call her? Haloris. Haloris can just create like you know her OG body or whatever. Right? Well, she's no longer Dolores. She's Haloris. She is correct, but yeah. she but she is Dolores. And there's also another Dolores. She's Dolores who split. There's a Dolores that's running around in the uh, the San Francisco Police Department uh, host <laughs> body from Westworld who was <laughs> William's friend. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I Would you call that a friend? Was. I wouldn't call friend it a friend. Frenemy, you know, mutual benefit buddy. That, by the way, that just felt like that was done out of convenience. Just because we need to move Bernard from that situation to another situation. Mm. Well, Beyond that, it didn't feel like, like, why did she have... Him infiltrate the uh, San Francisco police department. <laughs> like, what's the point when she's in Los Angeles the entire time? Yeah. Like, if it was an LAPD officer, that would make more sense. But why San Francisco? Uh, all the all the host bodies. All the host bodies she made um, were like half baked. That would, might be my like least favorite part of the season, right? Like, Dolores is supposed to be this master planner, right? Like, she's seen all of these different ideas. Like, she has all of his plans. Like, she picked Caleb specifically for this reason. The The host bodies just feel like they were, they're just like, let's do this cool thing, and you have to be guessing who's the host and stuff. Like, yeah. Hale is the only one that makes sense, because that was pre-established in season two. The other four were just all, like, the guy from Sons of Anarchy was there just because he had a cool scar. Uh, <laughs> the other, the other, the other three were just all hosts that you recognized, quote, and they all quote. they all walked away. Like two of them walked away, right? The two ladies in the last episode, and we didn't see them in this episode. Well, those were ones that Maeve had brought back. Oh, those yeah, were and, right. and, my bad, my and bad. And those were the actual their original yeah. bodies and right. host cores. But like she was in the Japanese samurai's body just to like mess with Maeve. She was in like this other guy. And and it had no resonance to Dolores, right? Like, okay, I guess if you in the theory like Dolores has interacted with every host, but we've never seen that or established that in what we've watched in Westworld. So it's literally just for like, oh, the audience knows this character. He's a fan. This is a fan favorite. Like, pop him in this body. Yeah. Like so, it's just kind of like, cool, cool. And and and, and that's the annoying part is that for over half the season, the main mystery was. Who's that host, right? Yeah. Or and, and and that's that's annoying because you're right. It, at the end of the day, it had no relevance to anything. So it's almost like it was misdirection, but it wasn't even misdirection that led to a greater truth. It was just misdirection for the sake of misdirection. Which it, at that point, you're treating your audience like a piece, like just dumbass. Well, she, you're treating it like Bernard, like she treated Bernard, right? She like brought back <laughs> Bernard and was like, "I need you for something." All all she brought him back was to like. Because she trusted him to hold this thing, like to hold the sublime or whatever, mm, and key. never told him. What was the point in not telling him? Like, honestly, sit here and tell me, what was the point in having Bernard go on this journey of thinking he was controlled and has to stop Dolores when that wasn't the plan at all? Like, he was supposed to know he has the key and go to the sublime. What was the point? Why, is he, why did he go to the sublime? Exactly. Why? Yeah. What was the point what of was that? The, what was the point of any of it? I mean, I think I said <laughs> right at the end, I was like, here we go. We're left with more questions than answers, yeah. which is typical of a show like this. It just but seems this season, beyond the other two, it, it didn't feel like there was a concrete... Maybe there is a plan, but it didn't feel like it. I love that you two have the have taken the reins of bashing that season. Thank I'm not you. bashing the season Thank necessarily. I just no, think, no, no. I needed the help. I think I just think if you think through the logic, right, of the show, you make good points. It's TV <laughs> logic. No, no, it's TV logic. It really is. It's TV logic in terms of like. The, I think the terrible, big, logic. the biggest reveal, the most stupidest thing, I I thought that was revealed was Caleb says 
why, Dolores, did you pick me? Is it because I'm so violent? And then, like, through flashbacks that we see, which is Park 5, is revealed to be a training ground for the U.S. military, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And it's revealed that Dolores and Caleb had met before. Mm -hmm. She was, you know, one of the hostages in that park scenario, and a couple of the military wanted to do some bad things, and he was like, no, let's just go get some sleep. So I thought that was weird. And also kind it's of convenient. It's, it's super convenient. It's TV again, it's just like that TV logic of like, oh, like it works because it works and that's what we need and to illustrate this. Mm. Instead of like an actually th- like the first two seasons felt actually thought out. And by the time we got to this finale, it just felt like it was like we gotta wrap it up and we gotta connect things somehow. Let take May, for example, right? Oh, like I did it because I thought I would see my daughter. You lied. You never were going to, like, you tried to kill him in the first episode you saw him. Like, why did you think that he was going to, like, change all of a sudden between episode two and episode eight? And then you had a nice chat with Dolores, and you're like, okay, I'm going to help you The biggest thing, though, is, like, it comes down to, like, miscommunication because Mary thought she was going to annihilate the human race. And, in fact, Dolores' entire plan is to set them free. Right. And it's like, once again, why didn't you just say that? You right. could have had Maeve on your side the entire time. Right. Exa- exactly. Why Why wasn't your plan to, like, unite the hosts, like, another host that's out there? Like, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm. Like, and that would have been the perfect, like, in, because she's under, yeah, she's working with, Sir, like, what? Oh, my God. Show. Oh, my God. So stupid. The also, most, uh, the most annoying line from the from the whole season was when Maeve tells Sirach, uh, I'm. I don't. Uh, I don't obey orders really well, and I'm like, well, that's what you've been doing the whole fucking show, really. Also, like, uh, what? 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 Guys, Where does that come Ciroc from? Ciroc is not dead. Yeah, so. he, he is alive. Another dangling thread for us to completely <laughs> he, forget yeah, about. I season. thought he was shot. No, no. he had been sliced, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, he's 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 a lot. They don't. At least they don't show them. Any, they didn't like impale him or anything. So. Yeah, jeez. So he's also, still ben, William, even though his throat was sliced. Yeah. We didn't see him die yet. Didn't see him die. Well, remember, I think it was season one or season two, something similar happens to him. Yep. And he survived. So, yeah. He's probably not dead either. I'm going to save Let's be honest. Dolores is probably not dead. Shut the fuck Caleb is going to hopefully be around in episode season four. Because, I, I, I mean, for all intents and purposes and how terrible the logic is in this show, I still think Aaron Paul did a really good job. He's just John Connor. No, he's he's just <laughs> he's, he's like a he's a Jesse Pinkman like 3.0, not a 2.0, like a 3.0. Just like the drugs really hit him hard. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Really hard. That's season six of the show. It was all a drug trip. I think he, oh, I, I think I said this a few weeks ago. He's just, he's young William, but if he was good instead of took the bad path. What is good and bad, though? Well, that's it the, seems like it's just miscommunication. That's yeah. The, that's the, yeah. I mean, that's, the, <laughs> that's really all. Because at the, at the start of this season, She's all like, Dolores is all like, I'm going to tear their world down. I'm going to destroy blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, you realize, oh, she's tearing it down, the system, so that we can all be free. Oh, she's actually the good guy. It basically comes down to, yeah, just misinformation. Yeah. That's really it. Just misinformation. That's crazy. Oh, what about the reveal that Robenheim was in Sarek's ear the whole time and, like, controlling him like a puppet? Makes I th- sense. I thought that was the lamest reveal of the episode. Like, I thought that was just like real. Like, it's like I have no free will. I am robot man. Yeah, and he gave it up w- willingly too. I mean, I think that was the point. Was that? Oh, I gave up my free will willingly. But yeah, I mean, it was like at that point, I was just like, well, who cares, right? <laughs> I was like more interested at that point. Like, I didn't, I didn't even get mad at that because I was generally more interested in like what, like what Dolores was, what they were doing with Dolores. So yeah. wiping her memories. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel? Just like in Clone Wars, what they did to the droids, they did our boy in Marshawn Lynch. He got shot. Yeah. What the fuck? He got shot. Is he alive? No, I mean, he got shot on the shoulder. So I think he's I think he'll be OK. Hmm. He better be. He better be in season four. He is a crucial part to me caring about the show. What did you guys think of him catching the tear gas, and throwing it back? That was great. Very much like a football move. Yeah. 
Definitely uh, the highlight of the episode. I loved, uh, I loved him like tackling, like yeah. trying to tackle the tackle barrier. Oh, well, he he took the wall down single handedly. I yeah. bet he one like, of the barriers. I, yeah. I bet I bet he like they they were going in the day and like, all right, Marshawn, you're gonna be a bunch of people. He's like, no, I'll do it myself. Yeah, I'm gonna push this wall. You guys roll the cameras. No, it didn't even use a stunt double. <laughs> I, I, I love, like, I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he was like, I'm on crowd control, and he says it like twice. He's, <laughs> you know, that was just Marshawn being like, I gotta say, he's this. improvising. Yeah, yeah, they didn't write that. They, he, he, he wasn't even acting. He was generally so happy do you to think, be there. Do you think any of his role was written? That no, he showed up certain days. Yeah, like all right, we gotta figure out how to use Marshawn today. Yeah. But hey, if that's the case. Great job. I think that's the most solid part of the entire season <laughs> is Marshawn Lynch. Oh Marshawn. His, his T-shirt. Yeah, yep. It was excited. I don't know if you saw it. It was excited the entire time. So the world's going fucking nuts, and Marshawn Lynch is excited. Nice. He, he did a great job of portraying that. Yeah, he really he did. He was very excited. Aren't we all? No. For so, things, so for season four looking ahead, we know that Holoris, the Hail Dolores, has an army. She's already got a... Um, now, this is the weird part, right? So that uh, William, Man in Black, is a host, obviously. But its consciousness or its being is what the park recorded of William on top of the now Hale, which is on top of Dolores' code. So you mess all three of those things together, and that's what we get. And I think it's going to be interesting because all of these army hosts... They're all going to, once again, be based off of, in some part, Dolores. Right. So maybe, collectively, they could restore her memory. That would be stupid. But you know what? I feel like that's going to happen. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be the twist that she, like, sent her memories and her consciousness, you know, into, like, Sublime. Solomon or something before. And she's the AI that controls the new world or something stupid. Yeah. Or, I mean, smart. <laughs> well, I think yeah. I think we know what to do. We're going to ask two questions: the one hmm. on the episode and one on the season as a whole. Krishna, wow, was this <laughs> episode of Westworld good? Hmm. And was season three of Westworld good? This episode, I'm going to say, was good. Whoa! Uh, just okay, I can't even say why. Okay, it just it got better. The season got better, and. Was this a satisfying end? No. But with what they had presented uh, for the rest of the season, I think this is the best ending that they could have given us. They fucked themselves early this season, in the season, I think. And what they gave us was literally the best that they... I think this is the best I could hope for. We'll put it that way. Was the season good? No. And I don't need to rehash why. <laughs> Juna, was this shit good? I'm actually going to go no for both. Uh, I thought the finale, like, technically was good, and I thought there were good elements. But when you sit back and you think about, like, the finale, and, you know, we talked about the Clone Wars finale, like, there is a piece of trying to tie it all together, right? And I forgot to mention this for Clone Wars. Like, the reason that's such an untraditional, like, final finale is because you have to understand it. Like, you have to know about the movies and everything that come after before you watch it. Mm. Uh, if you watch it, if you watch the Clone Wars, you know, as a silo by itself, that finale is very strange and it doesn't work, right? It, it, it it's like, well, what? Like, this is very like, what happens to Ahsoka? What happens to this mysterious samurai person? You know, and these new troopers and everything. Um, right. But it works because in the context of Star Wars and everything like that, uh, this Westworld finale doesn't work in any context. <laughs> it just presents it presents just more questions and more uh, confusion. And you know, I thought a lot of the episodes this season were good, but to the, the conclusion that it came to, it just it like just fell flat and ruined the season for me. Like it now all the all the stuff I was willing to like, okay, I'm waiting for it to kind of pay off. That nothing paid off. In fact, it just feels like you had eight writers come in and write episodes, and they didn't really work out how it all was going to work together, and they just kind of hastily put it together. You mean like mm. Star Wars episodes seven, eight, and nine? <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Three different writers. Oh, my God. Three different directors to some degree. <laughs> well, it's J.J. twice. Wow. Right, but there was like a younger J.J. and then an <laughs> older J.J., so More it's not J. the same J.J. <laughs> There's no connective tissue. Ravi, was the finale and or of a season good? Uh, season was not good. The finale, when I started this podcast, I thought it was good. 
But now that we dive into more like the <laughs> thought process, I'm like, Juno, Juno no, destroyed it. Re- it really was not good. It was, it was not a like when, especially when you compare it to the other seasons. Like you, uh, when season one definitely ended, I was very excited for season two. When season two ended, I was very excited for season three. With this ending, I'm. I'll be honest. If season four comes back in like two or three years, I don't know if I'll be interested. I may just be like, cool. I had my time. Whatever. It may be something where I'll wait till the season four is done and then binge it. But I don't think, I don't think I could invest week over week for something that just confuses and frustrates me. Mm. I think I, I was thinking that at the end after watching this, I was like, if when season four comes out, I'm going to binge it. I think a week to week, and we've said this as well. I think this might be a show where you actually need to binge it because there's so much information coming at you. Yeah. This actually could be a very good season, and I think we've all said that at various points. It's just that the information is so dense, and then it's just hard to remember for seven days before you see. I it mean, again. Bernard's whole point this season was <laughs> to repeat the plot points of the previous so it season. made sense uh, to people. Yeah. That was his entire he, purpose. He was just a narrator for us. He literally, like, something would happen, and then he would explain it to the audience. He's like, this is what's happened. I have the key to the sublime. Well, we figured that out, douchebag. Yeah, what the fuck? Just in case you didn't. I have the key. I am the key. Yeah, pretty much. I am the guy in the standing. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Was It Good? We just reviewed Clone Wars. And Westworld. 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 Wheatworld. Wheatworld. Wheatworld, right, Arjuna? Yes. Wheatworld. Hashtag Wheatworld. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Was It Good. You can find us on Twitch. We do live stream these every Monday night on twitch.tv slash Was It Good. Podcast comes out every Tuesday morning. Definitely check that out on your podcast provider, whether whatever it be. <laughs> so what? say we all. <laughs>